Here's our upcoming featured ESPN football lineup. Michigan takes on TCU and Georgia squares off against Ohio State in the college football playoff semifinals on Saturday. On Monday, Penn State and Utah face off in the Rose Bowl and the Bills battle the Bengals in a huge Monday night football matchup. That game is also on ABC, ESPN2, ESPN Deportes, and ESPN+. Plus. Meanwhile on Planet Earth is brought to you by 365 by Whole Foods Market. And uh, Michael Irvin was proud of his Cowboys last weekend, and he sounded hungry when he was talking about it. Take a listen to what he had to say on Monday. You put on a 40 burger? A 40 burger? A 40 burger on the number one pass defense in the National Football League? A 40 burger? Wait, wait, wait. He did not. They haven't allowed over 250 yards passing, and that goes, that, that goes off. Oh, God. Taking it to another level there, Neek, like with the, with the impression. What do you got for us? I just love I, – yeah, I, I'm going to have to cook up a new impression of Michael Irvin in future weeks. I'm not ready. I haven't added onomatopoeia to my sound effect, to my uh, Michael Irvin impersonation yet. I just – I can't imagine him not happy. He's just like – he's just a yeah. joyful man. I, I want to be like him when I grow up. No question about it. We all do. Welcome back, by the way, to uh, to Get Up, coming to you live from the Seaport. Excuse me, brought to you by Gray Goose, as I try to remember how to talk. And we turn the hour here uh, to the 9 o'clock with Luka Doncic and the Dallas Mavericks hosting the Knicks on Tuesday night. We want to take it right to the fourth quarter because that's when everything really happened. Just over a minute remaining. Mavs down by 9. Doncic is going to hit the jumper here to cut the lead to 7. The Knicks would be pesky, though. They put it back up to nine with 45 seconds left. Mavs inbound to Doncic. He's going to get in the paint. He's going to get a quick bucket. Cuts the lead to seven once again. 30 seconds left now. Mavs again back down by nine. But this time, Christian Wood is going to hit this three from the wing. That cuts the lead to six with 26 seconds left. Knicks turn the ball over. 20 seconds left now. Doncic to Tim Hardaway. Does not get this three to go, but Doncic is able to come in for the rebound, and the putback is good. And one, by the way. Doncic hit that free throw, cut the lead to three. Knicks hit one of two free throws, so the Mavs are down four with 11 seconds left. Now there's Spencer Dinwiddie off the inbound with the three, cutting the lead to one. Knicks had two more free throws. Mavs down three with six seconds to play. Knicks foul him. He hits one, and then this happened. The flexor ball loose. Still loose. Doncic. I mean, that never works. And yet here he is putting himself in exactly the right position uh, to hit the game-tying shot, send the game to overtime. He had 53 through, through regulation that tied Dirk Nowitzki for the franchise record. That was Dirk watching Luka's historic performance. Just over a minute left in OT. Mavs by three. Doncic fades away, gets a tough shot to fall. He finished with 60 points, 21 rebounds, and 10 assists. That is historic. Here was Luka after the game. It's never been done in NBA history, a 60-point, 20-rebound, triple-double. 60 points, 20 boards, never, it never happened, baby. How's it feel right now? I'm tired as hell. <laughs> you can rest later. You're young. I need to recover your beer. Man, didn't even know how many points he had. Uh, tied James Harden for the most ever in a triple-double. And just how improbable was the Dallas win over the last 20 seasons? No team had ever come back 
from down by at least nine points in the final 35 seconds of regulation until last night. Keeping it in Dallas now, the Cowboys have a big game tomorrow night in Tennessee. Last weekend, Dak Prescott rebounded from an early pick six to lead the Cowboys past the Eagles. And on Tuesday, he was asked about what's going on with his accuracy and field vision. Your completion percentage is off the charts. How well do you see in the field? Uh, all but throwing it right to the, the D-line. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, complete to the other team, right? Ball, ball still not hitting the ground. After that pick six, Dak was lights out. He completed 78% of his passes for 330 yards and three touchdowns. Dallas spotted Philly a 10-0 lead, then outscored the Eagles 40-24 to the rest of the way. That was a 40 Burger, in case you hadn't heard before, which includes scoring the final 13 points uh, of the game. So we've been talking for weeks about all the interceptions. Dominique, your friend, your cousin, cousin. Dak Prescott, has been throwing. So did you see something against the Eagles that made you feel like, hey, that's in the past? Um, no, not necessarily because I didn't think it was a problem when it was happening. Like, a lot of those interceptions were not on Dak Prescott, and we always saw him playing incredibly well. As you've brought up a couple times in the past few weeks, this offense has been outstanding since Dak has been back. So my concern has never been with him, and it certainly has not been with that offense when he's healthy. The interceptions are, are, are a problem, but that's not who he's been historically. And there, there are quite a few tip balls and drop passes and hit while throwing things that turn in and interceptions. The real question is, can this defense be stable? And I think the answer to that is no. They live and die on sacks and interceptions, the type of things that are not the type of things that you can't count on week in and week out. And they give up a tremendous number of like 20 plus yard plays. So that's the real concern with this team. It's not Dak or the offense. It's can the defense make the big plays when they need to make them? I feel like it's – and if that's the case, then the question becomes, can Dak overcome that, right? Can they, can they win shootouts come yeah. playoff time? Great I, I question. Think that's, that, that's what we're – thank you. I, I'm working <laughs> on my questions. How do you feel about Dak winning playoff shootouts? No, I think what you just said, Dan, was uh, after the pick six, yeah. the Cowboys outscoring the Eagles by a substantial amount. I yeah. think we're seeing that this offense, since Dak has come back, is the best in the NFL, and they can win shootouts. I really think, to me, the offense is not the issue. Uh, it really is the defense. Because when you look at the playoffs, when you look at the, the amount of points that, that defenses are giving up to win games, 19 points. They're giving up only 19 points. If you trust this Dallas defense to do that, I, I, they have the pieces to do it. It really is the consistency. But when you talk to players around the league, like even Bill Safety, Jordan Poyer, he said, look at all the good teams there's a question mark with every one of them. So when we're talking about the Dallas Cowboys, but make no mistake, this is a team that can win the Super Bowl, run deep in the playoffs, all that stuff, and Dak can lead them there. There's a question mark for everybody. It's just that this defense was a strength earlier in the season, yeah. and now it's a big question mark to the me. Question the mark the ball. For everybody, Dallas Cowboys, they roll out of bed and score 30, 35 points. I mean, yeah. what, what did you see from their offense the other night? Yeah, I mean, the offense looked great. and The, mm -hmm. the, we the weapons around Dak played a lot better. Michael Gallup had that great touchdown. Mm -hmm. Ferguson had some huge plays. CeeDee Lamb looked outstanding. All that was great. To the defensive end of the side, right, so we talked about the offense. We know they're going to put up points. 
But defensively, I think that they'll be able to find their groove again, right? Michael Parsons mm. only one sack. This defense only one sack in the last three games. Right. But they have, the, they have the highest, what is the highest uh, pass, pass rush, rush win, win rate, rate yes. in the last three weeks, 54%. Mm -hmm. The thing about sacks is that they come in bunches. So you start getting more and more. You get a bunch of sacks early, then you all go through a drought all of a sudden. Then you start going back, whether your technique with your guys doing walkthroughs, getting back on the same page. They come in bunches. I remember playing with John Abraham. He was one of the sack artists, great sack artists at the time. We were both in Arizona, and I was a young player trying to learn from him. There was a span of weeks where we had, like, no sacks, no sacks, no sacks. And he kept on believing. I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? All of a sudden, something's flipped late in the season. Three sacks, two sacks, three sacks, two sacks, three sacks. It was crazy. And so what I would tell Michael Parsons is keep on doing what you're doing. That defense and those sacks will come around. And, oh, by the way, if it's about the back end, Deron Bland moving him to outside corner, yes. fifth interception of the season, mm -hmm. that's been a huge improvement. I think that will be moving forward. Mm -hmm. You know, you know a quarterback's playing well is when he's joking, joking with the about media about throwing <laughs> interceptions, that's throwing true. bad interceptions. Like that's how you know. Like, and yeah. he knows he's playing so well. Like he's like, hey, remember that awful, <laughs> that guy <laughs> that horrible thing I did? Hey, ball didn't yeah. hit the ball ground. Hit it's the amazing. Ground. Like, yeah. Look, yeah. that's how good they are on offense. Yeah. Look, the reality is when you're scoring over 30 points a game, uh, like you, the offense is rolling. Like the reality is, like Kellen Moore is doing a great job. Dak Prescott's playing at a really high level, and the defense, Sam. I think to your point. Look, they were generating a bunch of turnovers. They've been caught a couple times. You just look at, I believe it was the first yeah. touchdown. Diggs. You know, Diggs gets beat on a double move. Yeah. I do think that there ends up being like a, a settling of the defense. When you have a really aggressive defense, a fast flow defense, which there's no doubt Dallas is, People start to use that against you a little bit, you know, and and then it can catch you. And so then there ends up being an adjustment to that. And so I think that's coming for Dallas. I really do. And I like their chances heading into mm -hmm. this postseason. Well, it yeah. better be coming because that was an entire highlight reel of Devontae Smith being open. <laughs> I mean, like, like as open as he's ever been in his entire life. And so that obviously yeah. uh, has to stop. We've been talking about the best offense in the league. Now we're going to talk about the worst one, and that is the Denver Broncos, uh, who fired head coach Nathaniel Hackett the other day. Then they had a press conference yesterday to explain themselves and Broncos GM George Payton says the team still believes in quarterback Russell Wilson. He says that Wilson's subpar play was not the driving factor behind the decision to fire Hackett. He'll be the first one to tell you he didn't play up to his standard, didn't play up to our standard. He needs to be better. Uh, I don't think we made a coaching move based on Russ. You know That wasn't what it's all about. That's, why, that's not why we're getting a new coach to turn around Russ. It's about the entire um, organization. It's about the entire football team. It's just not one player. It's not whether Russ is fixable or not. Uh, we do believe he is. We do. Like people say a lot of things in press mm -hmm. conferences, right? And, and they're not always – I mean, like, they've got to turn around Russell Wilson. Whoever the new coach is <laughs> has to turn around Russell Wilson. Tim Hasselbeck, can it be done? I believe it can be done. First of all, they are getting a new coach because of Russell Wilson. Uh, like, thank like, you. They, like, let's just stop for a second. Let's <laughs> quarterback some of this great. stuff up. Coach doesn't They're get fired. Brand, if yes. Russell Wilson was playing great, Nathaniel right. Hackett yes. would still be that coach. Yes. So, like, let's let's cut through some of it and have, like, a little bit of realness in this conversation. They're getting a new head coach because Russell has been awful. And so the question is, hey, is he fixable? So, to, in my mind, is can he play significantly better than he's played this year? I would say yes. And the reason is this. When you look at career court, you know, passer rating over 100, Russell Wilson is on a short list with Patrick Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers on that list. His previous two seasons in Denver, 65 touchdown passes, 19 interceptions. So most guys at any position – 
don't all of a sudden forget how to play the position. He's been terrible this year. Mm -hmm. Can he be almost at a starter level? Can he, can, you know, in terms of whatever, top 15 quarterback, can he play like that again? I think that he can. The, the biggest name on the head coaching carousel this offseason is going to be Sean Payton, who moved on from the Saints after last year, and it seems like he's looking to get back in. Is that the kind of guy that can fix Russell Wilson? Uh, Sean Payton's off. To answer your question, I mean, yes. I, All right, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. You got it. No, no, you're good, you're good, you're good, you got it. Well, no, my, my whole point is this. Like, Sean Payton is an offensive mastermind, offensive genius. So you bring in Sean Payton to your offense, your offense will be significantly better. But if Sean Payton, and I'm not saying he's doing this, but if he has the mindset of, well, I don't want to go there because of Russell Wilson, I could go anywhere I want to, let him go anywhere he wants to. He's not the only coach out there that can help your team win games, right? This is a, this is a, there's only 32 head coaching jobs in the NFL. The money is guaranteed. You have weapons defensively for sure, and offensively you can bring out the best in them. And so, yes, Sean Payton could be an could be an answer, but he's not the only answer. Look, a couple years ago, remember, uh, Russell put out that list of teams he would consider a trade to, <laughs> yeah. uh, and the Saints were on uh -huh. it, right? And that was a Sean Payton Saints team, and I think there was probably some mutual interest in making that happen. Uh, Nick, what do you think about the possibility of a Sean Payton-Russell Wilson marriage in Denver? Well, I think uh, Russell Wilson would really like that. It's part of the yeah. reason why is because, like, Sean Payton made his name with, like, an undersized quarterback in Drew Brees, turning him uh, at a second location. It would be a very similar situation. And they're hard to find places to blame other than Russell Wilson with his offense because they got plenty of weapons. The offensive line is more than good enough. The problem has been Russell Wilson. And it's hard for me to get excited if I were Sean Payton, who was, like, linked to Tom Brady uh, last, last year. It's hard to then get excited about going here and trying to figure out what the problem is with Russell Wilson. I think he's probably one of the coaches who may be capable of doing it. But why go tie yourself to Russell Wilson when, based on his contract situation, he is going to be your quarterback for the foreseeable future. And I don't know that uh, Sean Payton would want to sign up for that. That's a job for some other coach if I'm him. I'm going somewhere that I feel more secure at the quarterback position. Yeah, because the question, should the Broncos try to hire Sean Payton? Yes. Yes, they should. Should Sean Payton want to go there? I don't think so. And, and the reason I say that is because what I found interesting in having conversations yesterday with GMs and uh, personnel execs was there wasn't one unanimous answer when it came to Russell and this season and his legacy and has he lost his step. You know, the, the responses range from nine Pro Bowls, two Super Bowl appearances, one one, um, 40,000 passing yards. Um, and if you go there, you can say you were the guy that fixed Russell Wilson. Other responses I got were, if he struggles next year, then this clearly affects his legacy. He is not a guy who has shown that he can elevate a team. He's a guy that's shown, who has shown that he needs a supporting cast. Some of the responses were even worse. It was this, no one predicted he would, he would be this bad, no. but this just confirms what we all knew that he was a product of the Seattle machine. Hmm. So the responses are varied, and that, that to me is the red flag, that, that people in the league aren't unified on Russell. I, I'm a bit like, I don't, people are not taking the Denver job because Russell's there. Like, let's just assume Arizona becomes open. Right. Listen, you're going there and you're dealing with Kyler Murray. Who would you rather deal with? Like, like to me, I, like, people are not turning these jobs down because they're tied to a quarterback there, whether it's Russ, whether it's yeah. – I mean, listen, if Look. someone takes over Carolina, that's a mess there. 
They're going to be starting from scratch with somebody that might be worse than Russell Wilson. Fact is, whoever gets the head coach job in Denver, if Russell doesn't start to play better, that guy's not going to be there very long either. Uh, That's what it really comes down to. When we come back, Bill Belichick is facing a must-win game to stay alive in the playoff race. What happens if he doesn't win it? Could this be it? Plus, Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going streaking. They could be the most dangerous team in the NFC playoffs, but they're not even in the NFC playoffs yet. We'll talk about that when we come back. Delicious, meat nutritious, and the snack that packs a real protein punch. Wonderful pistachios, one of the highest protein nuts out there. Each one-ounce serving has 6 grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Wonderful pistachios also come in a variety of flavors and sizes, perfect for enjoying with family and friends or taking them with you on the go. And you're on the go a lot, taking the kids to school, hopping from meeting to meeting, shopping for groceries. Well, the good news is, not only are wonderful pistachios a complete protein, providing all all nine essential amino acids, they're also great for all your adventures. So whether you're a pistachio purist who loves cracking open every nut, or you prefer the convenience of no-shells pistachios, Wonderful Pistachios has got you covered. Grab Wonderful Pistachios and elevate your snacking game today. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute, but Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement, Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Unleash more possibilities with cutting-edge systems, their most advanced features, and great prices. Plus, curate your dream setup with deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to state-of-the-art technology to match your forward-thinking spirit and free shipping on everything. Anniversary savings await you for a limited time only at dell.com slash deals that's dell.com slash deals Breaking news for you on Get Up this morning. The Washington Commanders have named Carson Wentz their starting quarterback this Sunday. Remember Carson Wentz? He's now going to start again for the Washington Commanders. Sunday against the Browns, replacing Taylor Heineke. If Washington wins out, they make the playoffs. Tim, do you like the move? I can't say I love it, uh, to be honest with you. I know that they're trying to get more stable play out of the position, not turn the football over, put that good defense in a bad spot. But And Heineke hasn't been perfect, but... 
I think the team was kind of rallying around Taylor Heineke. Most certainly. One team that has its eye on this particular game is the Packers. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are chasing the Commanders for that final NFC playoff spot, and they are hosting the Vikings, the 12-3 Vikings this week, in a game they absolutely must win. Packers have won three in a row and are within a half game of that final NFC playoff spot. And if they beat the Vikings and the Lions in a pair of home games, uh, then all they need is one loss by the Commanders or two losses by the Giants. And the Packers, who were left for dead a month or so ago, would be in the playoffs. Rodgers knows this, and he talked about which team he's rooting for this weekend on the Pat McAfee Show. We're all going to be uh, uh, bronze fans this week. Hell yeah. Oh, bronze. Wow. Definitely uh, pulling for the Browns. And obviously, we've got to take care of our own business. But, I mean, we got a big jump. Uh, jump of confidence uh, this last week. A lot of people were probably saying, oh, you beat a couple bad teams and the Bears and the Rams. Whoa. You know, now see what happens when you play against a good football team. We went down to Miami, played a good football team, and, and uh, had a really nice second half and uh, came out of there with a big win. I don't know a lot of players that are more conscious of what a lot of people are saying. I was just about to <laughs> say, it always tickles me when I hear how much Aaron pays attention to the outside a world. A lot of people are it saying. It's wild. It's a big thing with him. Anyway, a big thing with him is also making the playoffs. Yes. And it seems like they got a chance to do it, which is amazing when you consider where they were. Yes. If they get there, if they win these last two games and one of those other things happens, yeah. are the Packers a dangerous team in the NFC playoffs? They are dangerous because of Aaron Rodgers and the rest of the – don't look at me like that, Acho. I'm being positive. Yes, they are a dangerous team if they make the playoffs because think when you look at Christian Watson, when you look at the other skill positions, guys are playing better, but I personally think it's too little too late. What do you think, Sacho? So I, so I predicted the, the, the Packers to beat the Dolphins last week. I'll just throw okay. that out there. Oh, and I think as well, I'm myself in the back. Is, uh, is a lot of right. predictions that I messed up on. But I also think that they're going to win their last two games. Okay. But I think I still think it's too little too late. Why? Okay, New York Giants, you got the Colts. They're probably going to win that game. Then you go to the Commanders. They got the Browns this week. And though Deshaun Watson is playing better, the playoffs have started for the Washington Commanders. I think they'll be able to win right. this game against the Browns. I think that's important. And then, number two, stop the run, right? And then, hold on, you go ahead. We've go already ahead. established a hypothetical world in which yes. this has all happened and they've made the playoffs. Oh, I want to know, oh, they're in it now. Oh, if they're in it, the playoffs, are they going to be able to win games? They'll be able to win. A, they won't be able to make a deep playoff run, mm -hmm, but right. they'll be able to win early. And it's not because of Aaron Rodgers. Though. I think in the playoffs it's because of their defense. That defense is what's been dominant. That's been helping this team win. Yes, Romeo Dobbs is getting better late in the season. Christian Watson's playing well. Aaron Rodgers is still doing good things. But defensively is the reason. What was it? Four, they forced four turnovers last week. Mm -hmm. uh, the week before, Kenny Clark dominant. That's what's helping this team win games. It's the defense keeping them in every single game that they're in. And then the running game, along with Aaron Rodgers and young receivers, helping them to win. So, yes, if they make it with the hypotheticals, they will be able to win. You don't, you don't see them as a threat to win at all, but you think they can mess it up for somebody else. Absolutely. That, that's pretty much where Absolutely. it is. Nick, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, I, I didn't see the same defense that, that Sacho saw. I was not nearly as impressed with the big plays they were giving up. And if they do make a run, it's going to be because of Aaron Rodgers. And he's tapped back into the Aaron Rodgers we know and remember and respect is that running ability and that athleticism. And that pass that he that he made to Mercedes Lewis and that pass right there, he just he was on target and doing things that 
we had become accustomed to see him doing and we hadn't seen him do it much this year. He did those type of special plays that only he can make, and that's what's going to carry them forward. They had a, a, several turnovers their defense did at the end of that game with a uh, concussed against the concussed Tua. Other than that, I saw Jalen Waddle running through their defense and uh, Jeff Wilson making big plays on that defense. Like, that's a concern. They got to stop giving up these big plays. But Aaron Rodgers can compensate for that when he's playing the way that he's, he's been playing recently. To me, it seems like the broken thumb is, is feeling a little bit better. Mm, it definitely does. feels better in Miami than it does when it's freezing cold. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> look, I think because of the NFC, look, there's, there's two good teams in the NFC. So two. I think, they, yeah. I mean, Dallas and Philadelphia. You like San Francisco. Not, no San Francisco. I mean, San Francisco, but they're playing with their third string quarterback. Right. And okay. I, I, I've loved watching Brock Purdy, but okay. I mean, the reality is, like, could Green Bay, you know, upset Brock Purdy in the postseason? Like, I think they could. Like, I think so. The way I see it, like, yeah, I think they win a playoff game. I, I think that they make it in, and I think they win a playoff game. We will see. If it happens, I'll tell you, it's going to be raining I told you so's from oh, yeah. Aaron Rodgers' uh, yes. postgame press conferences. Yes. Uh, that's for sure. We come back. What happened to the sacks? What is going on with the Dallas Cowboys defense? Is this that team's fatal flaw come the postseason? Plus, Philly's finest with a huge question mark. Rust or rest for Jalen Hurts? Do the Eagles need to rush him back this week from his shoulder injury? But first, a little sneaky hembo time. This one's for Tim. Which quarterback has rushed for the most touchdowns in NFL playoff history? Tim's going to mull this over and answer when we come back. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
Hasselbeck's been trying to get me to give this away, but I have too much respect for the integrity of this competition. You, you don't, actually. You, I do. You've been dominating this competition. That's exactly right, and that's why I have so much so, respect for it. So, hey, which quarterback yeah. rushed for the most touchdowns in NFL playoff history? So, I really was thinking initially mobile quarterbacks. Mike Vick came to mind. You know, but for me, I, I need volume of playoff games, and for that reason, kind of found my way to Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. I'm going Tom Brady. They quarterback sneak artist that he was. Tom Brady is close. He has seven. But there's one man who has eight, and the answer is Steve Young. Oh, my God, I said him. Oh, he talked himself out of it. Steve Young has eight, Brady seven, John Elway, and Steve McNair. Each with six. Well, McNair is good yeah, a lot of Yeah, we didn't hear him guess, that's yep. for sure. But, uh, but yeah, anyway. Steve Young. Tim was wrong. Uh, let's allow, play a game of right or wrong, and we'll start with Kimberly Martin. Right or wrong, the 49ers are the best team in the NFC right now. All right, Daniel, because the question said right now, I'm going to say right. I think the 49ers are the best team because they are battle-tested. They have had a harder schedule. And they, they're on not just their backup, their third-string QB, Mr. Irrelevant, and he's playing better than a lot of starters in the NFL right now, whereas the Eagles are facing hardships and adversity at the worst possible time. Tim Hasselbeck, right or wrong, the New York Giants can win a playoff game. Right, they can win a playoff game, especially <laughs> if they can run the football the way yep. they have at certain times this year. They've got a good defense. As long as they control the game around Daniel Jones, just said it a second ago about the NFC and the, you know, the lack of strength across the board teams in that conference and so with that being said yeah absolutely the Giants can win a playoff Giants only need one more win in their final two games to clinch a playoff spot Dominique Foxworth the Eagles need Jalen Hurts back before the playoffs right or wrong I think I think the answer to that is wrong I I think they have the talent to win and they show they were competitive against the Cowboys one of the best team in the NFC they have the talent to win one of these next two games which would secure them the uh, first round bye and the number one overall seed. And I think more important than getting Jalen Hurts back is getting him back healthy. He got hurt on a design run, and they need that to be a part of their offense to reach their goal of winning the Super Bowl this season. All right, that's the key element to this conversation, right? He has an injured shoulder on his, his right arm, his throwing arm. Mm-hmm. He missed last week's game. We don't know if he's going to play this week. And then there's only one more regular season game left, and they're probably going to have a bye after that. So, Sacho, I mean, we're talking about maybe five weeks without playing if he doesn't get into a regular season game. Uh, and then he's going to have to jump in and play a playoff game. How concerned would you be? I wouldn't be very concerned if he didn't play the rest of the regular season and started back in the playoffs. Why? Part of what Nick just said, their defense is still dominant. Lead the NFL in, I believe, still in, in interceptions and also in sacks. And, yeah. so, and they won't be playing as difficult of a team, right? They're going to be either the one seed or a two seed. So they'll be playing either seven or if they, let's say they do get a bye week, it will be an easier game. And it could so, be the Cowboys. It could like, be the uh, Cowboys. It could be a yeah. team that just won a playoff game. Right. <laughs> but also the Cowboys. Cowboys team that, that just that, exactly you, right. that you lost to by a touchdown with your backup quarterback, right. and now you're back healthy. And so I think that I'm not, I'm still not concerned. I'd rather have Jalen Hurts healthy and a little bit quote rusty than to try and rush him back for any reason. So I'm not concerned with quarterback Jalen Hurts. shows up for a playoff game after five weeks off. What, yeah, what's that, that concerns me. Level? That amount of time concerns me. Like we talked about it last hour. I think it would concern me at any position, a receiver, uh, a linebacker or a corner for that matter. Like to me, I I think that there's a a speed of the game that for over a month being off, that would would 
be an issue for me. Be like not running because you had a hamstring injury, not mm-hmm. running, and all of a sudden you're mm-hmm. chasing the fastest guys on the planet around yeah. the field. That would concern me. He has not been throwing. So I just think yeah. that like that type of layoff and the precision that is necessary on offense I think is important, especially in a game where the margin of victory is small. I've known Dominique Foxworth long enough to recognize this look, and he yeah. wants to yeah. say something. He's raising his hand <laughs> and got? squinting. I mean, I, 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 I get the logic behind that. However, we just saw Gardner Minshew step in and play just fine. I don't know when the last time he played was. I mean, We've lost. seen Brock Purdy game, never bro. play and step in and play and play what? No, the point is, it wasn't. He wasn't like rusty. Like he stepped no, in and was as good as Gardner Minshew can Tampa. be. But like, it, it wasn't. A, but first no, I'm of saying all, that Gardner these guys. I, I guess I, I just think that we make too much of the idea of the of rust. Like guys know how to play football. A month off of Jalen Hurts isn't going to make him forget how to play football. Plenty of backup quarterbacks step in and play as well as they can possibly play without having played the week prior. I think yeah. it just comes down to being healthy and being out there. I don't think the time off hurts nearly as much as it helps. But Gardner Minshew didn't step in because it didn't, it wasn't coming off of an injury. I think that's the difference. Like, to me, we're talking about number one, Jalen Hurts. To me, the biggest number is 34. That's the amount of days that Jalen Hurts won't be on the field in an actual game. I think you want, if healthy, you want to see him play in week 18 at the very least because that of that a layoff. number than because, one. Okay. All right, Dominique. Uh, we'll see each other in a couple I was agreeing weeks. with you. We, I said we'll 34 is bigger than one. Good job. Muttering okay. his criticism uh, as, as Kim. We, we still don't know, by the way. We don't know if he's going to play this week. We don't know if he's going to play next week. Uh, he hasn't been able to practice <laughs> since the injury. Uh, so I thought we were going to say you didn't know if 34 is bigger than one. I was like, oh, we got bigger issues. And <laughs> we're doing math here. Pretty simple math, but we're doing math nonetheless. I want to talk more about the Dallas Cowboys, however. They kick off week 17 tomorrow night in Tennessee. Since returning from injury, Dak Prescott has thrown a league-high 11 interceptions. He does lead the NFL in completion percentage and is top two in touchdown passes uh, over that time. And a huge reason for that production has been his chemistry with C.D. Lamb, who has more catches, yards, and touchdowns than the rest of the Cowboys wide receivers combined. Obviously a critical element of their offense. The defense leads the league in takeaways and in pressure rate. But over the last three games, they've allowed over 1,200 yards while recording just one sack. Hear from Micah Parsons and Mike McCarthy about that. I'm concerned about a pass rush. I think, I think the only people that need to be concerned about our pass rush is who we line up against. So, I mean, that's, that's the facts of the matter. I promise you sacking the quarterback's not that easy, uh, especially when they're game planning against it. If anybody want to take my job and step in my shoes, you're more than welcome. I'll hand it over and see how you do. I would not do well. I don't know about anybody else. Maybe a couple people here. Could. While Dallas has just one sack over its last three games, it still has the highest pass rush win rate by any team in that stretch. Cowboys lead the league in that category for the entire season, while only the Eagles and Patriots uh, have recorded more sacks. So, yeah, I mean, look, this is, this is nitpicking, but we're not talking about are they good. We're talking about are they good enough to win the Super Bowl. And if the defense is not going to be as dominant as it was early in the season, Dominique Foxworth, I think there's a legitimate question about that. Am I wrong? No, I think you're right, and I I don't think that they are good enough to win the Super Bowl on defense. Their defense is predicated on kind of uh, turnovers and sacks. When their defense is really good, it's when they get a lot of turnovers and when they get a lot of sacks. Those are not things that you can rely on. They are not a defense 
that consistently shuts teams down. They give up six yards per play. And I think they're third in the league in the past three weeks in giving up plays of 20 yards or more, third worst in the league. Uh, and they're not surrounded by other teams that have good defenses. This team, I do think, is in trouble. They're going to be asking a lot of Dak Prescott in that offense to outscore their opponents. And they're going to be, like, hoping, I think, uh, that they'll be able to get those turnovers and sacks that they need to put games away because I don't think that they've shown that they can be good enough consistently to shut teams down. Sacho, you're not as concerned. No, I'm not as concerned. Oh, uh, the back end of the Cowboys' defense has been injured, and so they've been trying to find pieces to, to place on the opposite side of Diggs. Well, it looks like Deron Bland might be that piece. who's playing slot corner last week, did okay, but this – or two weeks ago, excuse me. Their last game, he went to the outside corner, outside, opposite of Diggs, had five, his fifth interception, and that helped the defense. I think that when you get better coverage on the back end, those pressures will turn into sacks. That win rate will turn into, instead of a win rate, into actual sack numbers. That's what happens when you get more consistent. They say the, the, the front end and the back end, they all work together, right? Pass rush leads to interceptions. Better coverage on the back end leads to more sacks. And so my recommendation is to, for, for Micah Parsons to keep on doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Those numbers will come. Those sacks will come. It's not always about the sack number. It's about the quarterback hits quarterback hurries, quarterback effects. I think you can get that once you get the back end all situated. I actually think they have a championship caliber defense when they're playing with the offense that is on the other side. I think they are that good. You talk about sacks, pressures on the quarterback, all those different things. When you have a team that can score, which they do, um, that's a very good formula for complementary football. So to me, I think when you have an aggressive, fast flow defense like they have, People are going to get you sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen. They're, they're going to get you. But, like, do you stick with it? I actually kind of like the tone in Mike McCarthy's voice of, like, we're all right. We're not panicking. We know who we are. Mm -hmm. Just like I did Micah Parsons. Like, all right, like, you don't think I can get to the quarterback anymore? <laughs> okay. All right, sure. Like, yeah, great. You know, sure. Like, I know what we do. I know how we play. I know how we get after the quarterback. I know how our defense plays the football when it's in the air. Like, we feel good about who we have. I, and that's exactly how I feel about Dallas defensively. Can they play good enough defense to win three, four playoff games? 1,000%. When you look at the talent on this team, I think what is troubling about the Cowboys is the timing of when a lot of these inconsistencies are happening. Like right now is crunch time when you're trying to get higher seeds and get to the playoffs, higher seeds in the playoffs. And right now, the run defense is inconsistent, pass defense is inconsistent, pass rush is inconsistent. They were loading up on sacks. They've had one sack the last three games. But when you look at the winning teams in the playoffs, they're giving up 19 points, only 19 points per game, right? That's what you need the Dallas Cowboys defense to do, only give up 19 points. And so far, they haven't done that of late. But you look at this roster, they have all the pieces. It's just the time of the year. You want to see them, the momentum trending upwards, not downwards. Real quick, final word. Quickly say, the, the, the pass rush is inconsistent. Just because you don't see sack numbers sack doesn't numbers mean really. that you're not getting consistent pass rush. And I mean that. Like, we, we talk about it all the time. Sacks come in bunches. You have the time where, man, you're close, you're close, you're close, and all of a sudden something happens and it flips. I play with a guy named John Abraham. But I don't know how many, probably close to 100 sacks in his career, if not more. This dude, like, he's close, he's close, he's close. One time I was playing with him and finally, like, something flipped. No sacks for the first, like, seven games of the season or one total. All of a sudden, three sacks one game, two sacks Fair. the next game, three sacks. Fair. So it's coming. You have to keep 
keep right. on going. Malik year. Willis tomorrow night. It's coming. I was going to say, <laughs> they're probably going to look pretty good on defense tomorrow night against Tennessee. Most teams have been looking good on defense against Tennessee. We keep on bowling today with three more bowl games on ESPN. ESPN Deportes and the app. UCF squares off against Duke in the Military Bowl presented by Periton. And that's our first game at 2 Eastern. Then Kansas faces Arkansas in the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. And at 9 Eastern, Texas Tech takes on Ole Miss in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Coming up, Bill Belichick is facing a must-win game to stay alive in the playoff race. What happens if he loses that must-win game? Could this be it for Bill in New England? Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right, back on Get Up, another one of our fun games. This one's called What Happens If. Kmart, what happens to Derek Carr if the Raiders are eliminated from the playoffs? Ah, uh, all that. He's not owed any guaranteed money right. after this year. I'm very concerned for Derek Carr. I think he should be the answer there, but they might feel like he's just a guy like a lot of us feel. He might be done in Las Vegas. That was one of the earlier games, just a guy. This one is called What Happens If. We're trying to keep it. Yeah, it's hard to keep what, it all straight. What happened? I mean, what happened? I'm like just he, saying. he might be done in Las Vegas. Right. What more do you there want? There you go. From That's me? what we're looking for. You're playing just a guy. We're playing What Happens If. Let's get it together. Listen to the question. Danny, what happens if Lamar doesn't play against the Steelers this weekend? Yeah, I think that it concerns me more about the playoffs than this game. The Ravens are in the playoffs, but if he doesn't play another game, I'm a lot more concerned about the severity of this injury. It seemed like it was kind of a week-to-week thing, and we would see him back. It's a game that they need to win if they want to win the division, which they have a chance of, uh, of knocking off the Bengals the following week and winning the division. So I'm really concerned about how severe the injury is. Tim Hasselbeck, what happens if Bill Belichick and the Patriots lose to the Dolphins on Sunday? Nothing happens to Belichick, so he's fine. Um, I think that we could probably see some coaching staff changes, which that probably will happen anyway, even if they win. Um, And then I think that, I don't know, the only thing that could happen to Belichick is maybe he's just a coach, Dan. He's oh, just a coach. Now we're playing just a coach. Well, you see? We don't have time to start to start a whole I new like game. It. Show's almost over. Seriously, though, like, look, this is – it's not going great. It would be two losing seasons out of the last three. Their last playoff win was the Super Bowl victory against the Rams – I mean, this this is in the category of questions I can't believe I'm even asking. But like, so why are you asking? It, because I I, th- I find it interesting. Good question. Yes, it's a good question. question. I'm told good to question. ask good questions, and I think this is. I mean, is, is, could this could someone else <laughs> no. be coaching the Patriots no. next year? No. no. If he you want to no. write off Aaron Rodgers and Bill Belichick, that's an island I will yeah, not actually, join you she on. She actually moved farther away <laughs> from this question. We should start a segment called "Ask Good Questions." That's Anybody a good question. Dominic, Ralph, that's okay. a good question. Can I answer? You got it. You with me? I want to answer. I'm with you. On the question because okay, it's, it's a fair question. It's a fair question because the Patriots are not used to losing like this, right, over the last two decades. But here's the issue Who is Robert Kraft going to go and get well, where he's not going to regret the decision of, if he does decide to let go of Bill Belichick? So to answer your question, no, Bill Belichick doesn't go anywhere, right. partly because Kraft doesn't have a, a better option. And it's got to happen is right? sometime, what if Tim right? Is right? That Mac Jones is just a guy. Well, you know what I mean? What, I think, like, so, what if the issue is not, not the QB? Then I think this is not the last time we have this conversation. <laughs> I think that's what happens. What do you got, Nick? Keep Nate? Belichick. 
I mean, I think it's probably less than 50% that it'll happen, but I don't think it's crazy conversation to have. Because Bill Belichick, if you think about the dynamics of the situation, I think Bill Belichick feels like he's earned the right to do whatever he wants, which he Mm -hmm. has. And Robert Kraft owns the team. And if you're going to fail, which they have for the last several years, and then Robert Kraft could reasonably say, why don't you go make some new friends and hire some coaches that you didn't already know? and like modernize this offense or do some things that could give them some some like confidence i could understand bill belichick scoffing that at that and saying you know how many super bowls i won like i could imagine a scenario where both of these guys could kind of butt heads and both be like uh have reasonable positions and it could like end poorly i think it's unlikely but it's certainly possible I'm just saying. I, I mean, you're going to tell me that with everything he's accomplished, yeah. we're talking about two, two, you know, bad seasons, and all of a sudden you're out. Like, I get it. It's a not for long league and all of that stuff. But the leash is way longer than that in New England. For yeah, Bellicott. and I don't see Robert Kraft. I mean, I, it's a reasonable conversation. I don't see Robert Kraft having that conversation. Imagine that conversation he'd have with Bill Belichick. Like, hey, we lost his last couple years. And it's like, Bill Belichick, I'm like, what are you talking about? What if Bill Belichick, can I please, what if he wants to Can I please present, can I please present this hypothetical conversation? If Robert Kraft comes in and says, things are bad, what are you going to do to change things? And and Bill Belichick responds by saying, nothing. Like, I could understand Robert Kraft being upset. Or like, I'm not telling you, I'm Bill Belichick. No, you're no. going to say we're going to hire Bill O'Brien. We're right. actually going to hire an offensive coach right. to coach the offense. Yeah. We're going to we're actually going to do guys that. You guys really trying and, to put Belichick out to pass? I cannot I think, believe I think it. to your point, Nick, I think that if out. that conversation does happen, to, to go along with that story, if that conversation does happen, no, it's not going to be Bill Belichick saying I'm not going to do anything. But I think it's going to be like, hey, well, I, 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 if, I, if, it's, if I mess it up, I can figure it out, right? Like we had defensive coaches, special teams coaches on offense. We're going to get Bill O'Brien. We're going to go make some changes. Give me more control of anything right like you trust me you've trusted me for the last two decades continue to trust me now I think that's what I would say and then also in the back of my mind I'm still saying who are you going to get that has a better pedigree than me well there's literally no one right you'd have right. to you'd have to start over but mm-hmm. that wouldn't be the question the question right. would be who are you going to get that can reset the whole better thing question if that's what Robert that Kraft uh, decides oh, to do Look, all, so questioning all I'm saying is after this after the last couple of minutes, no one can say, hey, they always talk about the same old stuff. I don't want to hear out. it. This is new stuff. <laughs> I will not respond to it. I new will not stuff. hear it. No. I'm saying this is not the last time we're going to have this conversation, and that's where you heard it first. First take is coming up next once we're done here. Did Luka Doncic have the greatest regular season performance of all time last night? The answer could be yes. Plus, is Russell Wilson fixable? All that and more on first take at the top of the hour. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Pardon the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. 
From the Launch Your Online Shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the Did We Just Hit a Million Orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Bowl season rolls on tomorrow with three more games on ESPN and the app. Syracuse squares off against Minnesota in the Bad Boy Mowers Pinstripe Bowl up the road here at Yankee Stadium in our first game at 2 Eastern. Then Oklahoma faces number 13 Florida State in the Cheez-It Bowl. And at 9 Eastern, number 20 Texas takes on number 12 Washington in the Valero Alamo Bowl. A lot of bowls all week long here on uh, the ESPN Family and Networks. Later today, Russell Wilson is going to talk to reporters in Denver, which is going to be interesting because, as we mentioned earlier, the Broncos fired their head coach the other day, and a big part of the reason is uh, Russell's performance this year. So if you're the Broncos, you're looking for a new coach. Like, What, 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 are, what are you looking for? I would want somebody that has experience with Russ, and I know that that could be good or bad. I will, true. I would want somebody that's got experience with him, meaning that, like, he's seen his success before, and so he believes in him as a player because you're stuck with him for the short term, meaning the next three years. So because of that, I, that would be a prerequisite for me. Yeah, I would say I want somebody who, who – knows how to change a culture, right? Like, you, you want to have okay. somebody who can change a culture and bring a, back a belief in the team. Look at Miami, right? There was no belief in Miami. All of a sudden, McDaniel comes in. Now they're believing. Though they're on this losing streak right now. You want somebody that says, okay, I see Sutton. I see Judy. I see all these guys, and I'll bring out the best of them rather than some experiment of a, of a, of a rookie head coach who hasn't done it before. I like experience with Russ. I just like head coaching NFL success experience because you have to walk in that locker room and get the other 52 guys to, to believe that you're not just there to fix Russ, that you are there to make this entire team offense and defense better. I want somebody off the bat who's got the pedigree to come in there with that sort of gravitas. Dominique? Yeah, I think Kimberly nailed it. You need somebody with credibility that Russ is going to trust and that people in the locker room are going to follow. And hopefully that person comes with a relationship counselor because it feels like that whole organization <laughs> seems to at each other's throat week in yep. and week out. They got backup quarterbacks getting pushed. Got guys demonstrating uh, on the field mid-play. Yep. Russ hadn't even thrown it yet. And Sutton throwing his arms up. And you, we can go back to early in the season. We see uh, plenty of receivers just upset with Russ. They need yeah. somebody to sit down and have a talk and cleanse that whole locker room of all the bad energy that's in there. Well, I think at some level, like, we got to acknowledge how, how badly Nathaniel Hackett did. Like, like well, Nathaniel Hackett, they fired him. So. I think no, we know. No, I think no, like, but no, but no, no, no. acknowledged. There have been guys that yeah. have been one and done and all that stuff. But, like, the job that he did there that with guys that have had success in the NFL. failure. Abject failure. It, it was almost like epically bad. Yeah. Especially when you, when, you know, I know <laughs> Dominique's kind of like joking about some of the stuff, but like the team culture uh, no, almost I, looked like couldn't have been worse. Yeah, I and mean, to the point of like backup quarterbacks getting pushed, defensive guys fighting with offensive guys. Like that's not what you want. Even if you're on a losing team, at yeah. least have some kind well, of chemistry. Listen, that's not yeah. going again, on in Houston. No reason yeah. to pile <laughs> off again. The guy did lose his job, but that total catastrophe there in yep. Denver. Not this, though. This was a lot of fun. First take is next. <laughs> Great questions. Great right. questions. Super.